Yo, what's up? Thank you for checking out OK Beast. Uh, my name is Blessing. This episode is a very special crossover episode with Pixel Pulse Radio. Uh, we came together to discuss some very big news about the Nintendo NX, aka the Nintendo Switch, and Red Dead Redemption 2. And so I hope you enjoy the episode. Alex Van Aken is hosting. And if you want to see more content from me and Alex Van Aken, on November 11th and November 12th, we will be streaming for 24 hours for Extra Life. Um, in order to raise money for kids, we will be doing a special competitive stream where basically we'll come together and act like we're enemies for 24 hours. Just definitely check it out. If you want more information, check out our Twitters um, and make sure to stay tuned on twitch.tv slash blessingjunior and twitch.tv slash itsfinaken. Then we're going to clap now. Three, two, one. Ooh. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. None of you have rhythm. What is going on? Three, two, one. Everybody, you are listening to Pixel Pulse Radio, episode 48, and OK Beast, episode 14. Yes, this is a cross episode. I am one of your hosts, the best host in this cast tonight, Jesus Alex Christ. Van Aken. With me, as always, my co-host, my friend, the man who is married to my mother, the man who spanks my little brothers when they get they get bad. Ian, it's my stepdad, Blessing Brandon Adelia. Wilson. <laughs> When they get bad. Hey. I'm pretty sure they were born that way. Anyway. Dang. What's happening the there, other side. family? How are you doing, Brandon? Man, this is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> Man, if, if I got any better, I'd be doing backflips. <laughs> you sound like it, let me tell you. And that Very would just convincing. be odd to watch. Very convincing. And on the OKB side... Of this podcast, we've got Blessing Junior. Do you Yo, say your, your last name on your show usually? Because I don't want to mess yeah. it up. Usually, well, okay, you, Blessing, Blessing Junior is literally just like my name. Um, yeah, yeah, Blessing Junior Adoye, is like my Twitter you name. Know, you can kind of, it's just, it's it's malleable. You can just call him whatever. we got yeah. Blessing over there. We've got Ian Preschel, Mr. Ian Pretzel. That's me. Ian Preschool. That's What's me. What's up, man? Not this, much, how, man. How is everybody? Good. I'm pretty good. Man, I'm decent. Yeah, Brandon said he if man, Brandon sounded really happy. I am good. excellent. Brandon was like, if I'm so happy, I can do backflips right yeah, now. Yeah, man. He's like the most <laughs> chipper guy I know. It's like that every week. Uh what have you guys been up to? Brandon, what have you been doing? What's new? Listening to your mom make all sorts of noise right in the middle of the <laughs> recording of our podcast. <laughs> As she does. Um Beyond that, um, not a whole lot. Just um, working and playing video games. Getting ready for Black Friday at work still, I assume. Um, Getting those wheelchairs no, we, ready for the old people. I actually handed that off to somebody else, and then we fired a guy, and then we fired an agency. It's been it's been a pretty eventful um, week. It's been interesting. That's cool. My uh, lots of firings. Never. I I don't know if I could. <laughs> uh, I I was gonna say something. I don't know if I can say it. Don't say there it. was some 
um, insects that are known for occupying beds. And there is one may or may not have been on one of my desks that I go to every day. Oh, I oh thought you God. said incest. Is a bed bug at work? I thought you said incest. That was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I walked in. I was like, and dude, there's these work two is real weird for on you my this desk. Week. <laughs> just gone at it. Yes, yeah, like, like, guys, this is. I walked into work a, today, and then I saw incest on my desk. I was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> was it on the, Somebody was it, just wrote the word incest in Sharpie on my desk. I was like really curious to see where that turned out. I was like, was it on the desk? Was it happening on the desk? Was it on your computer? <laughs> Did someone write a note? I was like, huh. Yeah. This is already my favorite episode of anything. Yeah. So they wrote, it, they wrote it on your desk? Yeah, yeah. They know that you're from Oh, you're editing out the, in, the, the incest? No, no. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that kind of thing. I have coworkers that listen to this. And if it's Oh, like the bed me, bugs thing? Yeah. It's okay. They, they, they fumigated the floor, and it's all good now. There we go. They got but the, I'm still, the incest away. As soon as I get home every day, I am taking all of my clothes off, and I throw them in the dryer for 30 minutes because I don't want that crap. Fair enough. No more incest. No more incest. It's my political uh, I got a I got an iPhone. I don't know if that's oh Mazel Tov. Well, I, well, I ordered it. It doesn't come till no, uh, December. Oh, okay. Oh. Why would you even mention it then? Because we talked about it last week on the show. Oh, dang! Little, Ian doesn't little listen to the show. Little, little, <laughs> little update for people. I got the iPhone Seven Plus because I'm a G. <laughs> oh man. What phones do you guys have? <laughs> what kind of podcast uh, is, is this? <laughs> oh, are, you not, man. are you guys not awake this morning when like two bombs dropped on the earth? Okay. All right. Blessing wants to talk about the Nintendo Switch. Brandon wants to talk, to talk about Red Dead Redemption. But first, I want to talk about Gilmore Girls Funko Pops. They are now they are now available for pre-order. We're starting the podcast with they this? Will, they will be coming. They've got Lorelai Gilmore. They've got Rory. And who else? Are they? They, they've got several people. Wait, I'm are these order real? Them all. They've are got these Suki. Real Funko Pops? Yes, click on the link. It's real. They've it's got real. Suki. Suki looks photo real. Um, I am very excited. Happy birthday to me because as soon as they are available, my desk at work is going to be populated with them and not incest. Check those out. Are you checking them out? Yo, that's they crazy. Hold awesome. on. You're going to purchase these and like display them in public? Yes. And let other people know that you're interested in this. Yes. Uh, obviously, other than the people that listen to the podcast. Yes. That's unfortunate. I can't wait, I can't wait for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Amiibos to come out for the, for the Switch. <laughs> because <laughs> if they're going to oh do Gilmore God. Girls Funko Pops, then they can do anything in the toy world. And so I'm really excited for when Nintendo's about to put out. Oh, my God. Because Uncle Phil, rest yeah. in peace, as an Amiibo. That's amazing. That's cool. I'm happy for you, but Gilmore Girls is a real thing. Comes out of my Wait. birthday. I mention my birthday every episode, November 25th. It's when Gilmore Girl hits. That's when I have my Funko Pops. It's gonna be amazing. And that's been the Gilmore Girls Minute on Pixel Pulse Radio and OK Beast, like we do on both podcasts every week. Hopefully, that'll um, be the last Gilmore Girls Minute. The last one of OK Beast, probably not. Uh, guys, do you want to talk about news? Wait, we didn't go through what we were doing this week. You just well, like, hey, Brandon, what are you doing this week? I got on my case about the Nintendo Switch. Hey, I what have say, you been doing? I didn't say anything. What have you been doing, Ian? Sometimes, you know, sometimes not saying anything is even worse than saying it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to make the podcast sound listenable with four people talking at the same I, time. I appreciate that. Br- Ian, whatever your freaking name is. What have you been up to, my friend? Dang. Uh, well, 
It's it's cool. Uh, so I talked to Bless about this, I think, last week or a couple of days ago, where yeah. I had, like, a small, like, internal crisis, and I was like, what type of video game player am I? What games do I like? And I tried to, like, find a pattern throughout every game that I played recently and games that I've enjoyed. And I'm yeah. starting to struggle with, like, do I like video games or do I just like JRPGs and RPGs? Ooh. And, like... You like Overwatch. I like Overwatch, video game. but there's, like... I've actually recently been starting to not like Overwatch, but that's a whole other story. Um, yeah, so I just like went through all the games I played recently and like what games I enjoyed, and I, I'm starting to think that maybe I'm not a video game player in general. I just really like JRPGs and RPGs. So, oh no, I, well, I don't. I I haven't confirmed <laughs> this hypothesis yet. I was just thinking to myself, like my favorite game is my favorite games are Pokemon, Final Fantasy, uh, like Monster Hunter stories, Monster Hunter stuff like that. And, like, I'm playing an RPG on the PS4 right now, and I'm, like, starting to think, like, is this the genre that I'm, like, most attached to? Like, do I even like other genres? So, I don't know. Is Monster Hunter considered an RPG? Well, Monster Hunter, it is. It, Monster Hunter, the base game, is not. But Monster Hunter has a lot of RPG elements, like uh, armor, uh, armor abilities, armor classing, weapon classing. Like, uh, essentially, it's an RPG in real time because... Each weapon does a certain amount of damage, like a pierce damage, bludgeoning damage, and those uh, affect monsters very specifically. So you need to prepare the same way you would for an RPG battle boss, essentially. But the new game that just came out is an RPG, Monster Hunter Stories. <clears throat> so that's Do what I've been like dealing with. you like Roller Coaster Tycoon? I've told you I've never played that game before. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Or I've played The Sims before, but The Sims is a... That's a sim game, but there are RPG elements to that too, right? You have to manage bars and all that. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that I just thought about, and I was like wondering if you guys also feel the same way. Like, do you ever sit down and think about all the games you've enjoyed and played, and thought like, wow, maybe I'm just a fighting game person, or wow, maybe I'm just a adventure game person? You know, I think that about uh, multiplayer games. I'm like, when was the last time? I mean, I, I do finish single player games, but I'm much more the type of person to just jump in and play some sort of multiplayer game because they're quick and I don't have a lot of time. Uh, and so sometimes I'm like, am I a real video gamer? Because I don't, I haven't, I'm not playing this. I'm not playing that. I didn't get the platinum in the last of us or uncharted, you know, that kind of thing. That always interested me about you too, because I know of instances where you've purchased a game and immediately like went to the multiplayer, like didn't play anything else, went straight to the multiplayer Mm -hmm. and that that's like completely against like the way that my video game experience has always been my entire life. Like, like I, uh, I buy a game and I, I'll, I'll play around in campaign. I'll play around in multiplayer. Usually, usually I'm into campaign first. I'll go into multiplayer eventually, but yeah, I, I've, I've, I don't know if I've seen you purchase the game and only play multiplayer and not touch anything else, but uh, I've done that. You know how huge a fan of Gears of War I am, one of yeah. my favorite games of all time. I have I p- put probably sixty hours into Gears of War Judgment, and on and another probably a hundred hours into Gears of War Three, and I didn't play those campaigns once. Wow, that's interesting mm. to me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've gone back, but like originally when I was playing them actively, I just got so caught up and addicted to the multiplayer. It's also because, you know, I'm good at multiplayer. 
Um, <laughs> no, it just kind of it gets addicting and, and modest. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's well. That's just my question to you guys: is think about every game you've played or every important game to you, and think about what genre it is, and then think like: are you a certain type of video gamer, or are you a general gamer? Because I know people that play like every big release, no matter what genre it is. And then I know yeah. people that only play certain types of games. No, I'm picky. What about you, Blessing or Brandon? Uh, I was going to ask you guys, have you guys heard of Bartle, Bartle's Taxonomy? No. Of players? No. It's, no. Essentially, it's essentially like a way of thinking from this guy who I assumed is named Bartle. Uh, and categorizing players. I, I first came across it while watching an Extra Life video. Um, or not Extra Life. Ooh, okay. Extra Credits. I was watching the Extra Credits video. Uh, and basically, uh, this guy uh, divided gamers into killers, achievers, socializers, and explorers, and basically saying like these are the four different reasons why people play games. Um, and like the killers are out there for like the competitive aspect of it, and they get they get their gratification from defeating people and essentially like destroying other people. So like people who are heavy into competitive games, like LOL or Overwatch. Or Call of Duty, like the people who are heavy into those, are into that aspect aspect of it of like killing other players. Uh, the socializers are in it for the the sort of group aspect of it, and so like something like Overwatch, right, where I get to play with you guys. Um, if I go to Overwatch for that experience of socializing with people and getting to know other people, or even something like uh, Street Fighter. Uh, or like, well, Street Fighter would be killers, but also it could be socializers in the sense of I'm hanging out with my friends and socializing with them, or Mario Party or something like that. Um, that would be what the socializer socializers are into. The achievers mm-hmm. are in it to like bas- basically hundred percent games, right? Get all the collectibles, get the platinum, get the trophies, all those things, uh, and just like completion is where they get their gratification from. And then the explorers are in it to experience a world. Um, get into a game like Skyrim, look around, see what's in there, um, experience experience that sort of thing. Uh, and yeah. I I think for me personally, I think I'm multiple. Uh, and I also think like I don't it the the taxonomy doesn't really cover story at all. I don't think, and it might fall into one of those. But a huge explore. reason, yeah, and probably explore. Uh, and a huge reason, huge, huge thing that brings me back to games is story. Uh, I think that's a huge part of me. And, and I don't know if I can limit to a specific genre I'm into because I am into fighting games. I am into shooters. I am into whatever. Uh, but I do, I do enjoy the story. And I do enjoy the exploration aspect of it um, and getting to know characters and all and all that stuff. So I think for me, I'm probably an explorer, uh, and I do enjoy that aspect of a game. I don't know if I can limit limit it to a certain genre. If I had to pick a genre, I'm probably like an action game person. Um, but uh, it depends. Yeah. If that makes sense. After reading Let's, this, uh, I feel like it's also on a spectrum too. So you can be percentages of each. So you can be like 100% killer, 50% socializer, 40% achiever. Each of them uh, belongs to its own representation of 100. And I would say I'm like 75% explorer, 25% achiever. Because I'm not the person that pursues platinums, but I want to achieve certain goals within the game for myself, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I guess I would say, say I'm like a 20% too. socializer. I don't really care about competing that much. Like, yeah, this is an interesting, this is actually really interesting. Bless, thanks for showing us this. Yeah. Yeah, Brand, yeah I, I thought it was fascinating when I first saw it. Prescribe yourself as. 
Um, I'm not sure. I I, I think uh, a large part of it, a, a large part of it, is um, exploration and achievement. I don't. Mm. I, I, the achievement, the achievements. When when uh, Xbox, when Microsoft and Sony came out with achievements and trophies and all that stuff, um, that that kind of took it to the next level for me. So like that was like the um you know the extra prize at the end of a game or something like that yeah um, yeah i hadn't really thought about it but I, I i think i would be those two i think i would be i would definitely be uh social and then competitive secondly probably i don't know i've all when i look at my favorite games of all time i think of World of Warcraft. I would mm-hmm. sit in Stormwind, Ironforge, just talking to people on TeamSpeak, literally jumping around, not even completing anything in the game. I would waste hours doing that. Here's a question. Uh, think, huh. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, <laughs> I'm i on a train of thought, so I'm uh, trying to finish. But um, what, like, the people that like to customize things, what what, what would they fall under? So like mm-hmm. you know you Minecraft. you play a driving game and mm-hmm. you want to get all the cars and you know try out different paint jobs and stuff like that not so much to play the game but to do the customization part of it or the people Builders. that play Black Ops three that that um uh, essentially just play the game because they want to get all the cool armor and own, stuff like that yeah explorer. I think that might fall be into an explorer. explorer yeah I think that's explorer. Because it's interacting with the world around you. If we were limited to those four, it would definitely be Explorer. But I feel like there could be another category, like Builder. Because you have Minecraft, you have like Sims, you know, Roller Coaster Tycoon, like we were talking about. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm currently looking at like the the character theory chart. uh, And it's very interesting because like between each of the different categories, they have like subcategories like between them and so like if you're a socializer and an explorer um it basically in, in between that it has interacting uh which means i guess that's 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 sort of where like that main gratification comes from is with interacting with the world and interacting with people and that interaction you'll get with the game uh be- between explorers and achievers is world um between achievers and killers is acting uh between socializers and killers is players uh, and I think I mean I think there's there's deeper stuff uh, beneath that, which would which would require me more which would require more reading uh, for me to explain more of that stuff. But like there's there's deeper layers to it, and I and I suggest people get into it if you want like a quick crash course on it. Check out extra credits on YouTube because they have a really dope video on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I like extra. I think credits. the yeah extra credits is awesome, and even like with you, Alex, I think the reason why. You love Gears of War so much is because you like that socializing aspect. Um, and I was yeah, playing that game I was like in the clan, and we just like would just like shoot the breeze while we played. You know, yeah. Of course, like, there I was, was play- a competitive aspect. I like winning. I like beating people. I like them wasting their time. Um, <laughs> I'm evil, but I mean that's part of it. For I, I like that. I like the high stakes things. Yeah. Uh, but like I'm looking at my seven favorite games, and I've told people them before: Halo Two, Pokemon Red, World of Warcraft. Gears of War, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, Viva Pinata, Super Smash Bros. I didn't even, I never even finished the the campaign for Splinter Cell, and it's one of my favorite games ever made. It's just these social experiences mixed with 
competition. Some, not all of these, but, but many, you know, Viva Pinata. I, I, I remember it was like Christmas break and I spent the month with my friend, Josh. We were on uh, Xbox live party chat, like 10 hours a day, just talking sending each other pinatas back to our gardens. Uh, Splinter Cell, you know, playing with my friend Spies vs. Mercs. That that one's more competitive, but Gears of War, like we talked about, you know, Pokemon, you know, trading and and battling with my friends. You know, that's very that's always been important to me. And I think of people, um, I I can like name people off like random strangers from the internet off the top of my head uh, that I've been playing games with for like twenty years, and I might not even I haven't talked to some of them fifteen. You know, uh, those numbers are a little uh, skewed, but you get the you get the idea. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think I, I can, can say the, I got it, huh? I can say the same thing for myself. Actually, like not I mean, not in the socializing aspect, but in the explorer explorers aspect of like, I think the reason why I love Donkey Kong sixty four so much and Jet Force Gemini and these weird games that a lot of people don't like is for the exploration. And I talked about this a bit last week on OK Beast is like the N sixty four rare games put you into the, into a world and they put you into a level and they didn't really guide you. They're just like here, here's a world, just explore it. And I absolutely love that about those games. And like Super Mario 64 is one of my favorite games of all time. And it does that very well of like, here's a world, just explore it. Um, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto 5, two of my favorite games of all time. They put you in worlds, in huge worlds, huge detailed worlds. Um, and you can just go around and just explore them. And I think that's the reason why, like, even when the year GTA 5 and Last of Us came out, I liked GTA 5 more than Last of Us. And I, and I that kind of like put a lot of people off. Um, but... It is for the reason I'm looking for. It's, I'm looking for that exploration. I'm looking for uh, ways I can get involved with the world and sort of go around it and get involved. And so, yeah. Hmm. Who brought this topic up? That was fun. I did. I think Ian brought it up. Yeah. Ian's fault. Ian. Hmm. Ian. That was fun. Thanks, man. Meanwhile, the, the Nintendo Switch and Red Dead Redemption are staring us in the for face. Us. Yeah. Let's take a quick 30-second break. So we'll be right back right after this. All right, guys. What are your initial impressions of the Nintendo Switch, which is Nintendo's new console that was revealed today, coming out March 2017? I would like to know that it was not revealed today. It was revealed in, in August of 2015. The preview. How about that? The teaser. The official preview trailer came out. And it was three minutes. What are you, Brandon, what are your initial thoughts? Hot, cold, maybe? I would just like to note again that I named the Nintendo Switch in August of 2015. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Yes, Brandon sent out a tweet in August... 2015 to the blonde at the blonde nerd, Brittany Baker, I think is her name. And they're talking Bomb-backer. about the Nintendo switch. Wait, really? Yeah. And Brandon says, I needed a Nintendo switch. <laughs> I don't know. True story. It's a thing. And says, I need a Nintendo cool. switch in my life. I'm actually making a video, a really corny video next week called uh Nintendo switch. N- Nintendo switch things up or something like that. I'm still working on the title. Uh, but it's all about Nintendo switching things up. Uh, so far, my impressions of it are good. Like, I'm actually really, I, actually great, actually, because I I was watching the trailer and I tweeted this out and I got it got quite a few likes for some reason. But like, I was watching the trailer at my bus stop in like seven a.m. 
and it was raining it was dark outside uh everything was pretty gloomy and everything was kind of like it was, it was it was one of those mornings where like you're just like i just want to get to work so i can just so i can work and make money and survive so corny and i looked down my looked down my phone and i see the trailers posted and then so i i watched the trailer or the preview or whatever they want to call it and i i get really like giddy and i'm i'm, I'm i feel like i'm a child at this moment because they're doing well one like the thing just looks cool it doesn't look like a like a child's toy you know it looks like an actual piece of technology to a certain extent and the the way they the way they set up the tri- the preview they they did it right like i'm 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 really proud of their marketing in this moment um the the name i mean i think i'm a bit questionable on but like apart from that i think their marketing is on point uh the video is a video of a grown guy by himself it's not like a family it's not children it's just this grown dude and that tells me one that they're aiming at hardcore gamers and they're 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 not i mean this this probably will be a console that that is also aimed towards children also aimed towards families and stuff but it seems like first and foremost they're going after like a core um gamer audience which is exciting i really liked the games they showed i i put out another tweet um earlier today again about skyrim uh because i feel like that was a weird choice of game and it reminded me a lot of how when the wii u was first revealed they showed mass effect 3 um and like watchdogs the original watchdogs um and, and then that console had no third-party support in the yeah end. and then that console had no third-party support and so like i kind of see the same th- kind of thing here of like i feel like skyrim is a, is a very specific game and i do i do understand the notion that it's a it's a large game and it's in and it's a Bethesda game which those games don't those games take a lot to run and to have those on the go means a lot for what this thing can do but i also feel like you could have shown fallout 4 or like witcher 3 and i know like people will say like oh the skyrim remaster is coming out i still feel like it's a weird thing like because people i mean people aren't anticipating the skyrim remaster but people aren't like people aren't truly anticipating it like it's not people something people are crazy about like they could have shown if they had and my theory is they don't have these games which is why they didn't show them but like they could have shown like a mafia 3 or like a deus ex mankind divided or battlefield 1 or titanfall or like a game that's more relevant than skyrim even though skyrim master is coming out i feel like there are other games that are more anticipated that are more relevant in the moment that could have showed off the same thing uh and so that kind of tells me that like man maybe they don't have they have some third-party support, but they don't have, like, a lot or all this, the third-party support they need. But even that being the case, I'm still pretty excited for this thing because uh, one of my main issues with the Wii U was third-party support. And I feel like that's one of, one of Nintendo's main issues. But despite that, the fact that going forward, we're going to have games that probably would be made for the 3DS and games that would be made for the main console being put onto this thing, I think that's going to help a lot for the library. Uh but I'm, I'm going to shut up now because I feel like I've been going for a while and I have a lot to say, but for right. now, those let's, are my initial Let's put a pin in third-party support. Yeah. Put a pin in it. We'll come back to it. Uh, Ian, what is your initial thoughts? What are your initial thoughts? Um, I think I've talked about this. I think I've talked about this before with Blessing, but mobile gaming is very pivotal in Japan right now and whoever controls the mobile market makes a lot of money. Uh, for example, Square Enix makes a bunch of mobile games like I think Final Fantasy Mobius is one that was called, 
there's a big popular Disney mobile game called Tsum Tsum Connect over here. And uh, like Candy Crush and all those sort of things. They make a bunch of money over here because people don't have the same like time differential in America, I think. Like in America, you go to work, you come home, you play games if you want, you know, that sort of thing. But in Japan, the work culture is completely different. So there might be days where the only free time you have to play games is on the train. Mm, okay. Like, so for people that don't know, there's a work culture thing here where uh, essentially, if I have to simplify it, whoever leaves the office first is rude, essentially. It, like, it, to the point where if you fall asleep at work, because you're so tired from working, it's almost a good thing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So work culture here is crazy. And that kind of forces some people to only have free time on the train when they're commuting or in more other moments where they normally wouldn't be at home or at work. So I think that this is an attempt from Nintendo to try and recapture that mobile space for people that don't have the time and who don't who have the ability to buy this sort of system, but don't have the free time. And yeah, I think Bless and I talked about this as well that if this is portable and people bring this around in America, like if you were on the bus in Jersey and brought this out, you're going to get robbed. Like that mobile <laughs> feature thing is not reflective of the American audience because you will get jumped for this thing. This is like what, $400 or whatever. It's essentially an iPad thing that can be scrapped for parts possibly, or just resold. But the thing, the where that doesn't happen is Japan. Like robberies are way, way, way down. And like this sort of thing, I don't think will happen in Japan. So I think this is made more for the Japanese market, the mobile side of it. But I think it might be interesting for like on a plane or on vacation. But I think commuting to work will be a little bit more of a a difficult thing if you live in a, a city. Gotcha. And well, you live in Japan. You ride the train a lot. Are you personally, are you, do you think you're going to get one? Like, how are you feeling about just the general announcement? Are you happy for yourself or is it just more of like a, eh? Um, well, I, I have the PS4 now and I like that experience that it gives me. Plus they already have an established online. They have an established, uh, like PSN and stuff like that. And what people aren't referencing is that Nintendo just recently got rid of its like online account system and they're trying to make a new one. So imagine if you will, the beginnings of the PlayStation network, how many times that went down, how we can't even get our new names yet how we can't change our names all these like little things because the playstation network is still in need of work nintendo's version of the psn like a unified account system doesn't even exist yet so that is definitely something you need to think about when you want to do any form of gaming on any form of system xbox live is money psn is money you need to think about those things um so i'm cautiously optimistic but if we get a high fidelity pokemon go-esque pokemon game or a high fidelity monster hunter game within the next three years that's awesome and i'm excited for that cool brandon uh you joked about your tweet but how are you feeling hot or cold my tweet was no joke but i'm uh i think that it's um it's definitely something that's uh deeply innovative like i would kind of um expect it from nintendo uh, especially on the hardware side, they they tend to do things that um, other people aren't trying, and that may be for for a reason. Maybe other people <laughs> have considered it and decided that it wasn't a good idea. But um, yeah. at least Nintendo, you know, they get the brass 
cojones to go out and at least give it a try. Um, one thing that I thought was cool, and one of the things that I thought of like right off the bat was, um, you know, they very clearly show it uh, the the little Joy Cons controllers yep. and the Pro controllers like um, snapping in and snapping out. Um, but one of the things that I thought of is like the door that this opens up for like third parties creating completely new controller experiences. Um, so not necessarily just a, a traditional controller like we're, we're used to, but um, there's a lot of different things that you could do with this. And I you know also how awesome it would be to have like a Harry Potter game where you duel each other and you each take off one piece. Of the co- so for those who don't know the controller, it's called the joy con imagine an iPad and on the sides are clip on and clip off controller inputs like a Xbox uh, controller. Like imagine an Xbox controller split in half and then stuck to the sides of an iPad. That's essentially what this thing is right. uh, in its mobile form. And then there's like a, then you plug that entire thing into like a, a dock <laughs> to a toaster. Yeah. Into <laughs> a toaster and you can play those on your TV. But, I, but so this, these controllers, you can, Use them as you can use them kind of like a Wii, like a nunchuck and Wiimote kind of thing, like wirelessly, I guess. And do you think they're going to be motion? I hope not. I don't think so. Uh, well, I guess for this story, it would be motion involved. Um, so maybe I do hope in a way. (laughs) Um, so you can do that way, you can you can take each side off and they're each their own separate controller for like multi tiny, tiny controllers. For like Mario Kart and, and like single analog stick games, I guess. Um, or they also have like the Pro Controller. But I, but I, what I was thinking, I guess this would be with their mo, their uh, their motion technology if they continue to do it. Because you have a Harry Potter game where you're dueling, you each take one side of the controller, and like you're wave. You, it's just like you're waving a wand in your hand, but it's like this little tiny controller, and you can like do because like they try doing that with like Harry Potter games in the past, but it's not the same when you're like moving an analog stick or doing like a, a button press, you know, but if you could actually like move your hand in the motion with like this little tiny controller, almost like Oculus touch, um, right. which I know this is probably not what this system is meant to do. I just thought it'd be cool. And you just have like battles and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many options. Like I'm very curious though, because like in the trailer, you see them playing multiplayer games on like the small tablet and stuff. And like they're holding, like each person is like holding one small part of the controller, but that controller only has like four buttons and the analog stick. And so I'm wondering like what kind of games are they playing? Because they showed Mario Kart and I'm like, how do you play Mario Kart like that? I guess you could play I Mario Kart like that, but also, it'd be weird, right? I think each of them also have shoulder buttons. Oh yeah. I guess that is, I guess that is true. And they do so have like, like a, a start can, button. It's like a PSP. It's up without a D pad. I don't know. Yeah. I just can't imagine how that would be <laughs> with like, third-party multiplayer games, something like Call of Duty. But I guess if you're playing Call of Duty, you'd be holding the full remote. And so maybe that's not a thing. You're not going to be playing Call of Duty like this. It's going to be yeah. very, yeah, don't kid yourself. It's going to be Mario Kart. It's going to be, you know, games that... Can you imagine, like, Smash on that More simple thing? games. I don't think you could do Smash. Like, you definitely... Well, you might be because if you're know. able to do you Smash on the Wiimote. And I feel like the Wiimote has, like, just as many buttons. That's true. Thing. That's true because you don't have a camera that you have to control. But also, yeah, how yeah, you can, can you smack. can you Bluetooth other devices to this thing? Like that's my question. Can you like could I have this screen up somewhere and then like my friend comes up and he plugs in or like he Wi-Fi or Bluetooths his uh, 
his controllers on, then we can use actual controllers to play. Like that's my. Oh question. yeah, yeah, yeah. It can do that. Um, you can have like regular controllers plugged into it. Because I would um, love to do that. Like just play Smash and then like, oh, okay. So there's a feature on the DS that that is, I guess, not like NFC, but but it's essentially it can track what whoever's in your local area without using internet, and then you can play against them or with them, like on a train or like a quick thing, like if you're close to them, someone. Yeah. So if imagine being on a train and you're playing smash against someone who's like on the same car as you, but you don't know who it is or you can't see who it is. Well, Yeah. That's what it seemed like. It was like in the promotion, like they're playing NBA 2K 17, I think. No or 16, one, one no two. one is playing that game on the, on the NS. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Like I know. that, that's, that's kind of, I don't, Oh, we'll have, they'll have a team with Mario with Mario characters like in, All right, in if they, Volume if 3. They, if they had NBA world. Street Volume 3 on that, if they showed NBA Street oh, Volume man. 4, that would sell a million copies, Dude, no I would, problem. I would buy 10. I would buy 10 uh, Nintendo Switches just so I can hand them out to my friends. All, all yeah, five of them. Same. Each of them will get two. I'm pretty sure that if we Mario end up Strikers. with a Switch, that Alex Brother Colin would be the, the one person that would be playing um, 2K... NBA 2K17 on the Switch. Yes, that's oh, nice. I guess the appeal. I guess the appeal would be playing it portable, but I, I don't see that audience being being the people that are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I want to play that on the bus. It's like, no, I play it at home. <laughs> I feel like consumers. Well, I mean, you, could, you could play it portably. It's almost like the the regular. I guess the normal configuration looks like a Vita. You do have a full controller when you it's when you split it off for multiplayer that you lose i guess half of you maybe i'm like maybe i'm too old or whatever and i think that one audience will stay one way for for a long time like the the games i see being played on this thing are are the games we just discussed super smash brothers splatoon uh like a new pokemon game if that ever comes out and then um monster hunter and like japanese games i don't think the base games are going to change i think like i understand i understand we saw that big picture of oh, here's all the third-party support we're going to receive. But in reality, I still think that people will buy those games on another platform. I don't think many people are going to be buying the NS so they can buy Skyrim. I just think that's going to be an option that can be explored by people who only have one console. But I think in reality, people will be buying the NS for these big titles, and that's where they're going to get the money. Because Nintendo, yeah. for literally the past, I think, th- like I think almost every console they sold, they've sold for a profit. So that's why they haven't needed third-party support as much as other companies or as other systems so i think that they're going to be banking on making money off of each system that they 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 sell possibly even selling multiple systems to like the same family if it becomes popular enough and then uh and then making money a small margin of money off of selling third-party games and having them the possibility of it being compatible because i still think that people were burned with the last <laughs> game with the with the wii u and they won't be buying an NS to buy these other games. They're, they already know they're more reliable and their their player bases are larger on other systems. So there's no reason for them to buy an NS to buy other games on it. I think it depends, though, because like when you look at third parties, the I think a lot of people would buy the NS to play something like 2K or Skyrim on the go if it worked. Um, if those games work like they're advertised to work, I think that'll be very novel. I think that'll be really cool. And I think that third parties on the ns depends on how well the the system does right the system does really good and the system like does wii numbers which is probably like impossible because the wii is like an anomaly but if it if it does anything like that then i think it will get a lot of third-party support and people will buy it for like stuff like that people are people are going to buy it for the nintendo stuff and they're going to play the nintendo stuff around town and 
in on the bus and whatever. But I do think that like if if it does well enough and if people if you get companies to support it, like I'll definitely play Mafia Three on the bus or I'll definitely play like like any of any of the games I have on my PS4. Like the the idea of playing any of the any of any of the third party games I have on my PS4 that may be multi platform on the go, that like that that totally I mean, I won't say it makes my PS4 obsolete because it doesn't, but like it gives me a reason to play a game or buy a game for the Nintendo Switch over buying a game on the PS4. But that's that's for you and I though who commute. We commute every single day. I commute like Monday through Friday, I commute probably close to like 10 hours per week. But like I understand the appeal for us, but like Alex, you you commute in a car. Does this appeal to you as much? Like how often or even Brandon, do you guys go on planes a lot? Do you have that opportunity? Is I that something that's play, interesting to you? People play games on their phones all the time, though. Like, but are you really? But in but you're you're in America, a place where someone. Or I mean, I'm I lived on the Northeast. People get robbed all the all the time. But like, is that a scenario where you're bringing your iPad and playing that on the bus? Like, like what? Like I think so. What is I could, this, I, you know what I mean? I could definitely see people taking it out places, like putting their backpack and taking it out places, especially like students and stuff who like who are just out and about. I can see pl- I can see plenty of people like parent like parent parents buy their kids iPads all the time uh, just to play in cars while they're taking them places. I can see sure, I can sure, see sure. them going hard for it. I can see college students who have time between classes and have time to kill like that. Was, that was definitely me hmm. playing it in the library or playing it out and about. I can see people who take transit playing out. And about. I can see I can I, I think there are very there are specific groups of people, but I think that these are large groups. Of Group, groups of people that would be willing to buy something like this and would and i think that will have like a ripple effect on society of like if this if if it catches and people start seeing their friends playing the, the nintendo's nintendo switch then i think that 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 will definitely interest them and get them into it if that makes sense so i've got a long answer brandon before i go is this like what they're talking about are you one who's going to take it to work with you are you gonna if you were to get one like does that appeal to you the portability side of it at all at all or in in third party that whole thing what does that i haven't been as deeply invested in the mobile side of gaming period um you know i had the what's the what was the really old sony mobile psp yeah i had a psp i've had um you know Game Boys in, in various uh, various variations, um, but I, I, it was always like a give or take kind of thing. And even even like regular tablets, I it was never something that I absolutely had to have. And eventually, I just got rid of them. Um, so if 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 I purchased a Switch, it wouldn't be solely for the mobile aspects. It would be it would be more for like the exclusive games and the the Nintendo stuff that I do that I do kind of miss, um, but it really wouldn't be for the the mobile aspect of it. So to you, it's just another Wii U. It's like the sequel, essentially. Additional games with with, with maybe, be- maybe cool prettier. features that I can utilize if I choose to, but still yeah. not something. I, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it just for the mobile aspect. No. Sure. Okay. So for me, I think we were talking about third-party support. Third-party support, I'm okay if it dries up after a year or two. Um, 
Skyrim, I'm happy about that, you know. Um, but for me, the you know, I'm just more concerned with having quality games on the go. You know, it's I I'm hoping that I think this is the move for for Nintendo is to get rid of the 3ds and this become the new you know the new their new handheld device and their new wii u and therefore you get more games because the teams aren't split so you're there's a even if it's just first party nintendo or second party whatever you're getting a higher influx than the older handhelds in in wii consoles but for me and ian you're talking you're asking uh about whether or not it appeals to me because i i don't ride a bus um and I'd say I'm actually the most exciting thing for me is the portability because, you know, uh, I work like in the middle, I work on like the middle of like the Colorado plains. Like there's really nothing for me to go do on my lunch breaks. Uh, I, I eat while I work. And so it's like, okay, well, you know, I can go on a walk or like in the dead of winter, I can pull out my, uh, Nintendo, um, my Nintendo switch and just, you know, play some games. Uh, and then the more important, I only have one TV. So for me, just being able to be in the same room as my wife and, and she might be want to watch TV. I might want to play games. If I can like have like a quality Nintendo experience, like granted I could get this from the Wii U, but I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like this is higher quality and I want it more, you know, and, and it goes back to the whole, they're getting rid of the 3ds. So, so I think, I think so at least. Um, and so there will be more games to play, you know, continuously. So the portability does make a lot of sense for me. I I've been traveling, uh, quite a bit lately. I think this past year I flew like seven or eight times and, and I like bringing some sort of gaming device on my trip. It's not like I'm just playing on the plane itself. I'm playing in the hotel, you know, I'm playing here or there. So I feel like it does justify a purchase for me in addition just to the regular everyday life thing. I mean, but, the idea of like yeah. having Super Mario, like a 3D Mario that I can just take anywhere, is like is is very exciting to me. And I think I'm not sure, but I feel like a lot of people will find just that just that idea of, of taking a Nintendo it's just game, the convenience, like a, a full fledged, yeah. Uh, we will have to see. Also, the fact that it looks like a tab, like it looks it it looks like an actual piece of te- technology, um, at least from the video. Hopefully, it looks like that in real life. Um, it doesn't look like a kid's toy that you're taking around. It looks like an actual piece of technology that you're taking around, uh, which I think will make it doubly appealing for a lot of people to be able to take out in public and, and play on the bus. I don't know. I'm excited. The games that were shown off in the trailer, uh, we, and there's granted previous Nintendo consoles, their trailers, uh, the games that were shown in the trailers were not always delivered. Um, but in the trailer, they had Skyrim, and I think the, there's even a Bethesda representative that said uh, somebody reached out for them. They're not confirming that Skyrim is coming to this thing, even though it was in all the yeah. launch. I think it's the it's the, it's the NDA because like, yeah, for a new console from Nintendo, that thing has to be locked down. And so that NDA was probably like, yeah. yo, if you if you tell anybody anything, we're coming to your house and shooting your dog. That's probably what it what yeah. was written in finding in bold. That's extremely specific. I like it. Oh yeah, I live down the street from Nintendo, so not literally. I live in Seattle though, so I can hear them writing those words. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> I thought you meant shooting shooting people's dogs. I, yeah, I, I heard a that's dog bark hear. for its life, and I was like, you "Yep, that's gunshots. Nintendo. <laughs> Good old Nintendo." <laughs> Man, messed up. <laughs> Skyrim, 3D Mario, Mario Kart, an updated version of Mario Kart. An updated version of Splatoon. Oh man, and Zelda Breath that, of the Wild. Sorry, but that was, that is what makes me the most excited is the fact that 
I mean, whether or not those are sequels, I mean, if those are sequels, then that's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's awesome, but that's crazy. I don't think but they are. If if these are the Wii U games t- uh, brought forward to the NS, then that makes me so excited because I've said this before, but like the only all I'm ask, all I'm asking for for launch titles, just give me Smash and give me Mario Maker, and I'm good. And this signifies to me that that is a possibility, and that's the thing that they're considering. They're considering taking these past games that that the Wii U honestly kept people from playing them. Um, they're bringing those games forward and allowing um, more people who are hopefully buying the NS to experience them because Splatoon is a game that I've, been, I've always wanted to play and I never got to play it. And Mario Ka- Mario Kart is a game that like it's I love Mario Kart, but I, I never really got to dive deep into the the Mario Kart Eight. Um, Mario Maker and Smash, I feel like, are two games with communities that are so large and I mean, large for what the Wii U is. And if you brought those to the NS, uh, and I even maybe polish them or maybe even add one more character to Smash or something like that, um, that would be amazing. I think that would uh, that would do wonders, uh, and that makes me so excited so, for this console. I'm going to interrupt you real quick, Go ahead. Dave, uh, one of our our Twitter listener, one of our listeners, Dave. He's at Perfect Lil World. L-I-L world. He asks, is the Nintendo Switch a day one purchase for you? So that's the first half of this question. Then he asks, will it be Wii's launch all over again, i.e. store shelves being empty, not being able to find consoles? Yes. Um, That's kind of what he's, yeah. So Ian, that's an immediate yes from Ian. I agree. This thing is, I have a feeling, I've got my notification set from Amazon. When the pre-orders go up, I'll be pre-ordering one because I think it's going to be months they they like uh, always do this. I, well, I mean, I think yes in the terms of Nintendo always underproduces their product so that like to, I think to build that um, hunger for it. But I also I don't think it's going to be Wii in terms of Wii numbers. I don't think it's going to sell anything close to that. But I think it is going to outsell the Wii U. For me, whether or not it's a day one buy depends on its launch titles. Like if ha- if it has a 3D Mario, um, if it has Zelda coming out, if it has mario maker and smash and these things then yes um but so for you it's about those games yeah ian if it was if the you know you talked about the online infrastructure the kind of small the the more like detail oriented stuff if all that stuff was in place what games would get you to buy it if you if you're for like day one what games would have to be on it Mm, well i mean all the games that i play that are nintendo based are their RPGs and their Japanese stuff. So if they announced that they were going to be making a Monster Hunter game, if they were going to announce a higher Persona fidelity, 5. well, they kind of, in a way, possibly announced Persona Five, like in a in a roundabout way. Um, but if they announced Persona Five, uh, the new, the Pokemon Sun and Moon being able backwards compatible, and then like a new Monster Hunter game, I'd be totally in. But the thing is, I'm confused because. There are so many 3DS games. Like, are they going to be able to allow those games to be played? Are they going to be upscaling it? Is there a touchscreen? Is there um? There is a touchscreen that's been confirmed, okay. And also in Splatoon, they there's a shooting mechanic that has you shooting with motion control. Like, there's the, an accelerometer in the tablet of the Wii U that allows you to to control, and that's like the primary control use for that game. So, are they? Is there an accelerometer in the in the controller? Like. It's a good question. I don't know. It seems like a it seems like a a better version of the Wii U pad. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like all of those things could could easily be baked into this thing, you know. Um, especially if they wanted backwards. I feel like backwards compatibility would just 
seal the deal on this thing. Yeah. Brandon, what what games would you have to have on there to buy it day one? Just like back in the Wii U day or Wii days, you brought home that launch Wii somehow. It was the Christmas miracle. Dude How came home like it was like it was war out there. Hmm. Came home all bloody with the He, he was gone hand. for like three weeks and comes back with a Wii. And this was like in the middle of like all the craziness. Like no one can find a Wii anywhere. Yeah. And he walks in the door with Wii, Zelda, and like that carnival game that was really bad. I held it high and yeah. I was just like, sunlight gleamed arm? off of it. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna do what what's gonna make you do that again, day one? Um absolutely nothing. Dang, <laughs> okay. The shade though. He doesn't even entertain our listeners' question. Wow, Brandon. No, well, I mean, I'm, the, I'm the with him on that. There's not enough the information. The listener's question like, is, is the Nintendo Switch a day one purchase for you? And that's a resounding no from me. Now, oh, is man. the Switch crazy cool? Is the Switch something that I would be interested in, in playing? Is the Switch something that I could see myself purchasing at some point? Yes. A definite Yes. Is it a day one purchase from me? No. Sorry. So, Ian, you are not a day one purchase either. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I... As of right now. I mean, I have... Granted, we dis- all... It'd be really dumb if we had this information and then bought the Yeah, because we don't have the price. We yeah. don't have the launch games. All, uh, all assuming like it comes out and it's all reasonable. There's a few hiccups, but... You know, $300. $300. That's And your- Persona 6 is on it. They're like, screw it. We're, we're skipping a, g- a generation of Persona. We're just going for Persona 6. Chie is back. <laughs> how hungry? I guess what I'm asking, how hungry are you, Ian? Are you hungry? Did you just eat Persona on your PS Vita and you're not really feeling it? I I was actually going to talk about this on our podcast that like I've been playing Persona 3, but I've been losing steam. So, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Like The concept of being able to play like higher fidelity games on the go is really interesting, but we just don't know enough. We don't know Nintendo's new account yeah. system. We don't know if the 3DS games are backwards compatible. We don't know the fidelity of the actual tablet. Like These mechanisms slide off and on. How many times do I slide off and on before those things don't work anymore? Like what's the what's you. the quality of the screen the screen what's the quality of the queen uh what's the quality of the screen does it scratch easily do i need to get a protector for that is there a pen attachment that i can use like can i use my 3ds games on it what games are coming out when are those games coming out there's so many questions so for me it's not going to be a day one purchase i'd like to see it on the train or something but i, I don't know like i have to is wait there until there's like a bundle a purchase hmm is there any? Is there anything that could make it a day one purchase for you, or like, is it just like no matter what they say? I'm uh, still gonna wait? If if they say that you can put your 3ds cartridges in it and you can use it as an emulator for their 3ds games, that's one thing. Because then I would just be able to play my 3ds games on a higher fidelity screen, and then mm-hmm. an, either a new Pokemon game or a new JRPG franchise. Like I like. So do you guys know what God Eater is? Yeah, it's it's Monster Hunter, right? Yeah, it's essentially Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is the most popular hunting game, to my knowledge right now, that is out in the market. But the problem is that they've been locked to the 3DS. Um, The art is beautiful. The the characters look cool. The armors look great. But they're they're restricted by their platform. So if I get a high-fidelity Monster Hunter on there, I would would buy this thing for sure. Maybe not day one, but I definitely purchased it within the first couple of months. I'm not. I'm, I like Mario, but I'm not like fiending for Mario. I like Mario Kart, not fiending for Mario Kart. Uh, and plus, I'm in Japan where I don't know many video game players. Surprisingly, so if I, if I was in America with my homeboys, like yeah, of course I'd buy buy this and play it with them. But 
Yeah, I don't know. All right, we have to see. Well, I feel like a total fool because compared to you guys, I'm like throwing all my cautions to the side like an idiot. <laughs> and just I'm when the pre-orders go up, I will be pre-ordering it. I don't know why, man. I'm just I'm feeling it and, and bar any any crazy things, you know, like the battery lasts for an hour or, you know, that kind of thing. I will. I want this day one. I, I just bought a 3DS and I am thinking about maybe returning that because it's still I've still within the 30 days and uh, and I might just pick up a 2DS and then put the rest of the money towards a a one of these things. I don't know. Would you I'm buy it for $400? Probably four hundred would be the absolute max. It would have mm, to be like bundled with stuff. Man, I don't know if I could do it for over three hundred. I bought an thing. Xbox One Day One for five hundred. Granted, I wish I'd waited. Uh, but four hundred is. I'm actually expecting it to be four hundred. Yeah, uh, I think which that's... makes me. Let me ask. We got a couple people asking about prices, mm-hmm. just because I want to include them. Uh, and these were kind of more conversations I was in, but I was like thinking, oh, these are you know, it's kind of general sentiments. Um, my friend Kyle or Raz. Uh, he's at DBI underscore Kyle on Twitter. Uh, he was just asking any guesses what it may cost. I can't see it being any, being any higher than two ninety nine or three fifty tops as a non bundle. Another guy, Aaron Treblay, uh, at, and uh, you just do at his name. Uh, speculated one hundred ninety nine. It's in every home. Two hundred ninety nine. Hardcore Nintendo fans only. So I feel it, like one hundred ninety nine is not happening. Yeah, it's not happening. That's, That's definitely not window. happening. Also, three fifty is not happening because I've never seen a console launch for like a fifty. Like it's 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 always in the hundreds. It's always ninety nine. Just to like just so it's gonna be three two ninety nine or three ninety nine. I think. Yeah, it'd I be think crazy if it was like four ninety nine. That would be absolutely no. crazy. But I think Nintendo is <laughs> it's Nintendo, and so like I'm like man, they they, they always mess up somehow. But that's my pessimist talking. Well, they have a good track record price wise, I should say. Uh, they do have a good track record. I think it'll be marketed as four ninety nine. Comes with a pro controller. Comes with a game like a Mario game or whatever. You know, it's not going to come with Zelda, but I think it can come with a Mario game. Um, has a, has all the controller stuff you need, and it's like uh, got a decent hard drive on it, size wise. And then I think there might be a, a less marketed but still available, like three hundred or three fifty dollar one, kind of like they did with the Wii U. They had the eight gigabyte version, and then mm-hmm. the thirty two gigabyte deluxe. Um, I could see that kind of thing happening. More of a basic, like it doesn't have. It's just the it's just the portables section. It's not you don't have the the uh, toaster thing, the dock to what I'm guessing is make it look better on TVs, you know, and charge it. Um, so I don't know if it's that kind of situation, but I think if it's four hundred, I think I'm good. I think the toaster I- is required to play it on your television. Oh yeah, I was saying maybe people don't want to. Maybe people just want it for mobile, right? Uh, and maybe they could get it for cheaper. I heard it the other way, actually. Like I was, I was listening to games. No, I was listening to, I was listening to some podcast. I can't think of which one it was, but they're yeah. saying like, if I only wanted it on my TV and bought it just without the tablet, is that a thing you could do and get it for like two hundred dollars? I think that'd be pretty interesting. Uh, as far as price, I think through. I think it'd be great if it was three hundred. I think three hundred be a great price point, but I think four hundred might be more reasonable if it does what it's what it's advertising it does. Like if it can play games like Skyrim um, or like Two K well on the go, um, then I think four hundred would be 
pretty good because Nintendo doesn't sell their thing, sell their consoles at a loss, right? We said that before, right? I don't Am I crazy? Think I don't think they do. And if, if that's the case, like, I, can't, I that thing seems like it's going to be expensive. Like, I, there's no way. I can, there's no way. Well, like the Wii U was three fifty at launch for the was the it main, you know? Yeah, it was three fifty. Huh? Maybe I'm crazy then. I guess three fifty could could work. It was two ninety nine for the base console. Nintendo be doing base, some weird like weird things. If the if the power is comparable to the PS4 and Xbox One, which I have a hard time believing with the portable component, then it has they, to be expensive. I think they're using like an Nvidia Tegra, yeah, which are. is kind of uh, kind of like how the Wii U is almost to the. It was like a bridge between the PS2 and the PS3, kind of somewhere in there. I I, I think the uh, the this one will be like not quite as powerful as the new Xbox One and PlayStation Four, but more powerful than a 360 or a PS3. I think that's the general consensus. So I, I honestly, we were talking about Witcher Three and stuff earlier. I'm not sure if this thing's gonna run Witcher Three. Um, Man, I'm kind of bracing myself for that. Man, I mean, I guess that's not too big of a loss because I guess you're the argument that people buy Nintendo systems for the Nintendo games is a legit argument. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna That's stop. Definitely there true I don't for be, me. I, I don't want to play Witcher yeah. Three on a on on a Switch for sure. I think the reason why I'm depressed about it is because like I'm just worried about third party because I feel like that's where the the ball was dropped the most with the Wii U, and I mean I guess at this point like that battle for third party might already be lost at this point to where like nobody's gonna buy a, a, a NS to play third party games. Unless, but that that to go thing is pretty novel, and so I'm in I'm in between. I but for price, I'll probably say like three fifty. Yeah, I think I'd be happy with four hundred. Has got to be the max for me. But I don't know. Um, anything else we want to talk about the Nintendo Switch before we move on? Mario, that Mario game, because that Mario game looks, looks good, lit. Like I've only seen half a second of it, of course. But like, I'm a huge like Mario sixty four is my favorite game, right? Ever. And that seems like it's going to be a little bit closer to that. If it is a real game, which I really hope it is. If it's not, I'm going to be I'm going to be really salty. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be sunshine. It doesn't seem like it's going to be any of the galaxies, which are also good games. But um, I thought that was really interesting. It looked like 3D World, except the camera angle uh, made it look like it is like a full fledged 3D Mario game. And so um, the fact that I got to see five, two to three seconds of that um, sort of made my morning. And is what made me tear up the most while watching that trailer. <laughs> I wouldn't know if it's actually going to click like that when you. Um, when I don't know. The clicks sound really good. On and off. I hope it clicks. Me too. Nice, like meaty, clunky sound. All right, Brandon. Let's get to the part of the podcast you've been waiting all evening for. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two. It was teased this week. It was announced. And then they dropped a trailer, which is, it was not a trailer, it was a teaser. Let's be real. Um, initial thoughts. How are you feeling? You feeling good? Yeah, I you think love they, Red, you, you love Red Dead? One of your favorite games ever. I think they did good with the, uh, with, with the build-up, too. Um, you know, the, 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 the first one was a, a, a pick that they released with just the Rockstar logo on like a gritty red background. Which everybody knew mm-hmm. was was like Red Dead, yeah. And then the next one was 
uh, a red background with uh, like it's like five or six guys, obviously cowboys um, with the, you know, similar red background with the with like desert type background in yellow. Yeah. Um, And then today was the trailer in the trailer. Uh, first of all, I'm I'm making the assumption that everything in the trailer is is within the game engine, and I, I think that's probably <laughs> Good accurate. Luck. Good luck. <laughs> um, and just looking at like there's, <laughs> it opens with like you know the the sun is setting and the cowboys coming up over the ridge, and um, r- immediately after that is like a uh, a really wide vista that's over this valley with mountains in the background. There's like a, an elk or something in the foreground that's looking out over the valley. Um, and that's, that's freaking amazing. Like that's the vistas that I, that I really loved in Red Dead Redemption. Um, and I have to, I have to assume that on the, the newest generation, it's just going to be gorgeous. It's going to be so much better. And it was already amazing on on the last gen. There's no doubt it's pretty. I was actually a little disappointed. I felt like the build-up led up to like this, just like a CG trailer. That didn't really tell me much. I was expecting like... I'm sure it's honestly, not CG. I wasn't. Yeah, I was going to say well, like okay, all of whatever. Rockstar's trailers tend to be an engine. Um, an engine, regardless. Yeah. It's like... I was expecting, I didn't mean to say CG. Um, I was expecting, I was not, I would have been like, oh yeah. If they would have said coming out in a month, like I was expecting like some big announcement and I felt like they like, they teased it. The internet was on fire and then it was like a minute video of no gameplay and it's just like vistas, which, which were very pretty. Don't get me wrong. I, I think I was just expecting more from there. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I, don't I share that sentiment. What are people so excited about? Yeah. There's there's nothing here. That like there's li- there's literally so little that there's barely anything to analyze. Well, I think the one thing that is there that we haven't had up until this point is a is a genuine promise that in a year we're going to have a a new Red Dead to play. <laughs> that's not and That's all that's I need, very... but that's not even true because games get delayed all the time. You have no just because well, Rockstar yeah, has a just because Rockstar has a small country of people working behind this game doesn't mean it's going to come out on time. Like, well, also that's, like there's <laughs> there's, there's, the fact that, there's nothing there. There's like I watched that well, trailer. Like I I loved Red Dead. It was it came out at a perfect time for me in college where I had, I had just enough free time to like really sink my teeth into it. It was during the summer, and then I was like, yes, perfect. Let me sh- let's see a new character. Let's see this. What's it going to be about? And then. They're like hyping it up like this is going to be the godsend, like a five minute trailer breakdown and all this sort of stuff. And then it's like, like it's uh, some pla- like some My- random quote, and then like just beautiful vistas. And I'm like, great, that looks beautiful. But I already know that your games are beautiful. Show me something that is more relevant to me. This is this was literally like five screenshots essentially. The you reason why I'm not worried about, about it. it. The re- the reason I'm not worried about it being delayed is because Rockstar. Well, one is Rockstar, and so like I think. They they for sure know that they can show nothing and still like be well off in terms of selling it. Like they don't have to show anything in the game because they're rock star. People are gonna buy the game regardless. Um and this game has been in development for like a while. Their last game was GTA five, which came out in two thousand thirteen. 
and which tells me they've been working on this game for five years. Um, well, no, that was three years ago. But it's a different studio, so I think they I think they've been working on this game for a while. Don't quote me on on any of this. But uh, since it since it's Rockstar, and since they're such a reputable reputable studio, and since it's a game that seems to have been worked on for a while, and since it's Red Dead, uh, and since it seems to be like they're marketing it very very carefully, I. I don't know if it's going to be delayed, but also you're right in terms of like the this current gen in video games and like even maybe even last gen a little bit um, has been dealing with a lot of delays. And so I wouldn't be totally surprised if it got delayed. Uh, and I also agree with you, Ian and Alex of, of the buildup wasn't the buildup was kind of whack because they they should have released the trailer on the same day they released like the picture on Tuesday, I think that would have been fine, and people would have loved it um, if, if they just did that. Because like, yeah, the 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 trailer is like a teaser trailer. They're not showing like story. They're not showing anything. They're just showing like, hey, this is it's an announced trailer essentially. And you don't really release an announced trailer days well, after you announced it. it. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of the only weird thing about it. But I did get the sense that like like yeah, this is like a very it's gonna be a very beautiful game. One because this is their first game on the current gen of consoles. Um, which I think is gonna be which is gonna be amazing because GTA Five was originally de- originally developed for the PS3 and Xbox 360, and it came out it came out on those consoles, and it was beautiful, uh, and it it was huge. And being that this is a game made by Rockstar that's coming out on the PS4 and Xbox One, I have very high expectations for it, and I expect it to look amazing. It's not gonna be like it's not gonna look like a linear game of course because it is an open world game but for what it is it's going to look amazing also because red dead is a game that takes place in not cities it takes place in within like wildlife in the west and stuff and so like there's gonna be a lot of plants there's gonna be a lot of flora there's gonna be a lot of like things that will make the game uh pop and stick out um and so i'm very i'm interested to see how it looks because i do think like the trailer was kind of saying like hey this is going to be a good looking game. Also, I think it's probably going to be a game. I think the trailer they showed off is probably uh, maybe foreshadowing what they expect the game to look like on Scorpio, which could be could be interesting. And I don't really have much to say on that because it's, that's sort of just like a small speculation that I just kind of my head right now. Um, but yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a thing that's happening. I think... Uh... Well, I don't know about the Scorpio theory. They just announced the PlayStation partnership. So, I don't know. Partnership? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, PlayStation is getting the the DLC and stuff early uh-huh. um, for that game, which is annoying, considering it's a single-player game. Yeah. It's, well, um, but, but, I'm, it's, but I have a question. Am I a jerk here? Like, like I, I feel like I, I don't enjoy being negative about these sort of things, but... And I thought the beauty, the vistas were beautiful. It was a very nice tone piece, but I feel like you don't put a tone piece at the end of building something up for four days. Am I wrong? Like I think you're right. No, I agree with you. I thought yeah. I thought like it built up and just was like. Ugh. I also don't think yeah. it's gonna be delayed. But though, for people, I'm not as big of a Red Dead Redemption fan as somebody like Brandon. Yeah, you know, I think y'all um, are all jerks. Brandon, <laughs> come well, on, man. I'm, I'm really excited <laughs> for the game, even though I I totally disliked the first red dead redemption and i played all the way through it and i was like i do not like this game um which is weird because i'm gta's biggest fan and so like for me not to like red dead redemption is, is really weird but i'm still hyped for this game for all the reasons i listed before uh i had something else to say i forgot what, I forgot what it was but uh i th- i think that this game will be 
interesting. Like I said, because one, it's a Rockstar game, and also I something t- I don't know what it is, but something tells me that this game is going to be different. I don't think it's going to be delayed. Also, because I think that the tra- the trailer they the trailer the tra- eh, the trailer they put out is not an indicator of where the game's at currently. I think the game is very far along, but they put out that trailer just because they don't want to show their full hand because they don't have to, um, which is essentially the reason why I don't think it's going to be delayed. Well, wait, bless. That's interesting because we are opposite literally with everything because I tried to play GTA every year and the only one that I played was the one in New York and I've never connected with any of them but the New York one. But Red Dead I played for so many hours and I feel like that's my GTA. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, again, Brandon, maybe you can speak to this. Like, as a fan of Red Dead, the story, the the gameplay, the setting, all of it, like, did you feel disappointed by this at all or no? I thought that visually it was really cool and very interesting, but it didn't show me enough. I'm going to buy this game no matter what. That's the thing. They've already sold me. As someone who's already sold on the game conceptually, like, do you think the game title is good? Do you, because there were so many titles that were, supposedly data mined from their website like red dead retribution red dead rebellion red dead revenge like so many of these like more enticing titles and like titles that tell you more about the story like what are your thoughts on all this stuff because i feel like i dumped on it bless partially dumped on it alex is into it what are your thoughts no i i mean i understand where where y'all are coming from like uh like from y'all's standpoint there was a lot of buildup for not a lot of payoff. But for me, uh, I kind of looked at it differently. Like, I, I've i been, I, I just have wanted a taste. Like, and to me, this, this gave me just the taste that I needed. Like, I, all I needed was, like, some, uh, some affirmation that <laughs> there's definitely one coming and it's going to look freaking awesome, which we already know that, obviously. But this gives me a taste of how awesome it is, um, you know, what the potential is. Um, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I can see now, after we've talked about it, I can kind of see both sides of it. I'm, I'm, I'm totally stoked for this. It, you know, it, anybody that knows me would have guessed that ahead of time, but um, I'm, I'm still... I, I'm not upset by the by the buildup. Um, I'm still totally stoked for the game. I, it worked for yeah. you, yeah. To I, me, I I have a feeling like um, I, I think Bless said that that they're much. It, it's pretty likely that they're much farther along than they're actually leading on about. So my guess is that we're we're gonna get um, more. We're gonna get more footage than just this. Like, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that you know, like, it's not these <laughs> these couple little images and then this being the quote unquote trailer. My my thought is that they're probably gonna drip more stuff. Uh, this is kind of like the beginning of the actual news cycle. So, um, this is just their indication that hey, we're ready to start talking about it. I think we'll see more of the Game Awards. That'd be cool. They usually show off trailers. People are saying E3. I feel like if they're playing as the next reveal at E3, man, that I would not have shown it off now. Rockstar, um, yeah, Rockstar usually doesn't appear at E3. And also, yeah. I think what I assume they're playing for the game is is to like do all this stuff now, 
um, that they just did and then be silent until the fall and then release a bunch of stuff. Because they did that with GTA V where they released a trailer, were silent, and like closer to the game, they just did like a huge info dump of like, here's online, here's all this stuff. Um, which, speaking of online, I think that the Red Dead Redemption 2 um, is going to be heavily focused on online for a couple reasons. One, because the, the the poster they showed did show like seven different characters. Uh, and I don't think that's by accident. I think they're trying to say something. Also, because GTA Online has been very successful. And like as somebody who loves and plays GTA Online all the time, um, actually lately I haven't played it as much, but I, I put in hundreds of hours into GTA Online. Um, I think that that is probably the direction they're going with the game. And I don't know whether or not like it'll seep into like the single player experience. I kind of hope it doesn't because um, people love their single player games, but I do think that that's an excellent from, point. Blessing. Yeah, I, like, I, I gotta say, I hadn't even thought of that at all. And um, I have undoubtedly played a lot more GTA online than I have GTA five, like story mode. Um, mm-hmm. Same here. I had never even thought about Red Dead Redemption online. That yeah, that's Red Dead like opened a whole new book also. for me. But it, 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 Red Dead Redemption had online, but it didn't have like the huge online experience like GTA Online does. And so there, I right. suspect they're going to do this the same exact thing with Red Dead Redemption too. And I'm very curious on how it, it affects the core story because plenty of people have made, like there's so many theories out there right now about what the story is uh people suspect it's connected to john marston in the original story because it's called red dead redemption 2 as opposed to red dead retribution or red dead uh revolution or whatever uh and i mean i think that's somewhat accurate i think they call it red dead redemption 2 just for marketing purposes and just to like show that it's a connected game and not to confuse their audience even though i don't think their audience is dumb but it's probably it's probably the easiest thing for them to do uh but as far as those seven characters, people are suspecting like that has something to do with the online experience. And maybe in single player, you play as one of those characters and on online, you can switch yeah. or something like that. Or maybe it is a co-op experience of like get seven of your friends or get six of your friends, I guess, and then go through the story with them. Uh, I think that'd be really interesting. I don't know if it'll be if that would be received well, but with the reception that GTA Online has. And I mean, it's a weird thing because so many people play GTA Online, but so many people also insult it uh which is whatever but like i think that what i think what whatever they do with online is going to be perceived a certain way and depending on how much they do with it it could go well um and it might not go well but i suspect it will go well since it's rockstar but as as far as perception people might not like it or people may like it depending yeah cool well, I hear the train coming in Brandon's <laughs> uh, microphone, so I think now would be a good time to take a quick break. We'll come back, talk about what we've been playing, then we'll get out of here. So we'll see you on the other side. So what have you guys been playing? Who wants to go first? Brandon, I will, I will, Ian, I will, I Ian, will. Ian, Ian. So I've been playing a bunch of things. Uh, I've been playing the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo that just dropped two days ago. Okay. Uh, I have been playing Monster Hunter Stories on the 3DS only in Japanese. I've been playing Child of Light on the Ooh, PS4. Child and I've been Light. playing Incredible. Yeah. And I've been playing World of Final Fantasy, the demo. 
So how are you enjoying Child of Light? Is this, is this your first playthrough? Yeah, because I have yeah. I bought that too, and I haven't played it, and I'm very interested. Yeah, it's my first time playing the game. Uh, it's really cool. I think that it takes place, I think, in Austria. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and that's where my family is from, so that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's just it's the art direction is beautiful. It's very haunting. It kind of feels yeah. like a, an old children's book, like an old yeah. world children's story that my grandparents would tell me. And it has this just childlike beauty to it that I can't describe. Almost like a watercolor painting. Yep, and yep. the writing is really good. Uh, so if you're into RPGs, if you're into beautiful landscapes, I think it's definitely for you. And I'm not even really into RPGs. And I love I 100% of that game. I got every achievement, unlocked everything. Um, I love that game. And really? the yeah, the battle system I think is simple but really cool. I think it works yeah. really well. Um I'm on I'm playing awesome. it on hard right now and it was surprisingly challenging. Like there's one fight where I'm fighting this mini boss and I found myself like having to think yeah. and actually like where do I allocate these resources? Do I heal or do I slow them down? Who do I fight first? Yep. It, it scratched that itch that we discussed in the beginning of the podcast that really gets me going with these RPG stuff. Uh and yeah, it's a great game. And uh, the other one that I want to mention, I've already written about all of these stories, except for, sorry, I've written about these on, on OKBs, except for Child of Light. I've written about World of Final Fantasy and the Sun and Moon demo. Yeah. Uh, but Pokemon Sun and Moon is going to be an amazing game, no matter what. Even if you ha- are a relapsed fan, uh, please go out and buy that game. It's going to be perfect for people who that want to jump back in. It has a lot of the original Pokemon from the 151 in it, and it's it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be an amazing game. I've and heard then, there uh, are no gems. In oh, wait, game. go on. There's what? Go on. <laughs> no gem. No gems. No gems. What do you mean? I, I've heard that from from the great like no gems. No gems to fight in. Is that true? Oh, gems. Oh, no gems. Uh, yeah. The gems actually. I you're asking the perfect person for this actually because I just wrote about this. Uh, so there are no gems there, but there essentially are gems. There's no like they're not called gems. They're called island trials. And you have to do, you have to fight trainers, obviously. You have to defeat a final trial captain, uh, but they're not prototypical gyms. They're, like, with a twist. And also, you fight uh, kahunas, I think they're called. And I've got two of those. Yeah. Uh, So, not cojones, kahunas. (laughs) Uh, But essentially, you fight these boss Pokemon that can summon other other smaller minion Pokemon to fight with them. No, they're called totem Pokemon, actually. Sorry. So you have the trial captains, and then you have totem Pokemon on each island. And each of those are become like mini challenges as you progress through the game. And I don't think you acquire badges. I think you acquire, you just complete the trial, essentially. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. On the site, I wrote this article about how I think that Pokemon Sun and Moon is sort of like a soft reboot for the series. Because they're introducing a lot of the original Pokemon from the 151 in a different form. So they're enticing those players that bought the remaster of Red, Blue, and Yellow and are playing Pokemon Go. But they're also revamping so many different things like in the game that make it very interesting. For example, there's no more HMs in the game. So no Fly, no Surf, no nothing. Yeah. But instead, they have this thing called the Buddy System. And instead of... I'm pretty sure it's called the Buddy System. But instead of having those Pokemon, you you have this little device where you essentially can call in different Pokemon that you can use to do those HMs. Like in the demo, for oh. example, there is, you call in a Tauros from the original 151, yeah. and he you can ride on top of him, 
and he becomes kind of like your bicycle. So you run faster when you're on top of him. And then also you can smash through rocks as well in the overworld. That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds really and then cool. for flying, you use a Charizard. And then for swimming, you use a Lapras. Dang. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then World of Final Fantasy okay, is Pokemon. essentially... Yeah, it, dude, it's amazing. Like, as a Pokemon fan, like, I wrote an article, I think, like, four months ago or three months ago when we f- I first started writing for OK Beast, and I said, these are what, this is what needs to change in Pokemon, and I think they fulfilled, like, three out of the five requirements I, I wanted, so it's, it's pretty yeah, like, great they to read see your article. This. They knew. I really don't think they did, but if they did, that'd be really nice. I love it. But then World of Final Fantasy. The game, they're like, change these scenes, guys. So, wait, do you guys like Final Fantasy at all? Yes or no? Oh, man, I like Final, I Final Fantasy Final Chronicles. Fantasy. Okay. I like Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. The rest, I've, no. So, I've, I've tried playing multiple in. Yeah. yeah. Brandon, like you played it. Final Fantasy 7, right? Yeah. I, I like, well, I guess that's pretty old school now. Yeah. But uh, essentially, what World of Final Fantasy is, is you take those characters, you, you still have those high fidelity graphics of like the Kingdom Hearts universe and. That sort of stuff, but then you add in a turn-based action system or battle system where it's very similar to Pokemon, where you can capture these monsters in these things called prisms that look exactly like Pokeballs. They're these little circles, uh, <laughs> and you need to do, do these certain things to catch these monsters. And then the monsters like stack on top of you like a totem pole, and then you become oh. yeah. It's very it's very quirky and very strange and. Yeah. you have these summons that are old characters from final fantasy so you can like summon cloud and uh and titus and all these other characters but they're chibi so they're Chiba. these adorable little like cartoon versions of them like doing these really beautiful attacks it's it's hilarious uh so if you're into final fantasy and the world of final fantasy i'd go check that out uh and then monster hunter stories is in japanese you guys don't know japanese so don't worry about that and child of light is great so that's pretty much it awesome brandon what have you been playing um, I've been playing some more Black Ops 3. How far um, to you get kinda, your diamond skin? Um, any progress? You know, it's it's weird because so in order to get the diamond skin, we've talked about this before, but in order to get the diamond skin, you have to get gold in all of the other guns of that particular category. Yeah. So in this case, I'm working on my diamond for shotgun because I love shotgun in the Black Ops games. Well, um, so it's weird because a few of the shotguns, the requirement is that you get X number of one-shot kills Mm -hmm. in order to progress through your camos. Sure. Well, a few of the shotguns, you have to get X number of headshots in order to progress through your camos. Mm. Well, the one-shot kills... I, I didn't have a problem with at all. Um but I'm having an extreme amount of trouble with the headshot kills. So I'm about halfway I, I I've completed two shotguns and I'm about halfway through the third shotgun, which is not much further than I was when we talked about this last time. But um uh I, I feel like I'm making some progress, uh but it, it kind of hasn't been like the core thing that I've been trying to do. Yeah. Um, I've just been, uh, plus they've got double XP and double weapon XP right now, which I think is to kind of take some of the, <laughs> I think they strategically did that to kind of take some of the, uh, uh, some of the hype out of the, the infinite, um, <laughs> infinite, uh, warfare. warfare 
uh, beta that's going on. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but anyway, I've been playing Black Ops 3. Your brother's been playing it heavily, so uh, I kind of play with him split screen sometimes and play with my by myself um, on occasion as well. Cool. But in addition to that, I've been playing a lot of uh, Mega Baseball, which is the baseball, kind of like arcade-style yeah. baseball game that, that came out on um, uh, Games with Gold. Yeah. It's a great game. Um, so we got it for free, and I thought it was going to be like mediocre and it's turning out to be like a really good baseball game and it turns out that i'm pretty freaking good at it um so i really enjoy games that i'm good at yeah (laughs) so i've kind of latched onto this one um but it's it's a cool game and and another one that i've enjoyed playing with your brothers and and uh yeah pretty sweet bless what have you been playing uh, I haven't been playing much. The only game I have uh, been playing is Soul Calibur 2 in preparation for Extra Life because I am traveling down to Boulder, Colorado, which is a town that I still think doesn't exist, uh, to face you for 24 hours. And so I figured I might I might as well practice in a few games because I saw that you're, you're getting it in in a few games. Uh, I saw you, you sent me a video. Or no, uh, Austin uh, Gantner? Yeah, Does that, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin sent me a video of you playing Soul Calibur, so I was like, "Well, I guess I had to play it now." And so right now, I'm playing. I'm playing. I've been playing Soul Calibur two quite a bit on a kind of broken PS2 controller. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah, I mean that, that's about it. I really have nothing else to say. By I the way, Overwatch also Boulder, Colorado. Some would argue is where Robin Williams got his his career really launched with Mork and Mindy. Based in Boulder, Colorado. Also on Cinco de Mayo, oh, awesome. Justin Timberlake. That ended well for. That was dark. Justin <laughs> Timberlake still, still and <laughs> that one chick from Seventh Heaven. They were at a Mexican restaurant here because her parents live here. So you know we're on the map. I almost met. I was. I was within a we quarter mile. We have Mexican of restaurants, and, and Robin I, Williams was here once. Yeah, I was a quarter <laughs> mile away from Justin Timberlake. So. You know, also Austin. Oh, man. Maybe it was Austin. I think it was Austin. I think he saw Shia LaBeouf when he came to town. Shia LaBeouf really? stopped and asked them for directions. And he didn't really recognize him at first. And then when he walked away, he's like, that was Shia LaBeouf. Dude, so, that's you know, crazy. We, White uh, actors that are past their prime, like Boulder, Colorado. Who knew? Anyways. Wow, that was mean. <laughs> I have been playing. Above. I've been so I've been playing uh, three games this week. Speaking of Austin, I went to his house that same night. We played IDARB together. That's another extra life game we're playing against each other in two v two. Not gonna lie, we're pretty good at that game. So just be ready. yeah. You're gonna destroy me. Uh, I had to put. I had to find a partner and put, put all my hope in him or yeah. her. I've been playing IDARB. Okay. That game came out uh, like a year and a half ago. Also, shout out to Mike Mika. He he made IDARB. One of the people that made IDARB. Back in the day, it was come. It was announced it was coming to gold, but uh, the game wasn't out yet. My dad was coming to town. I really wanted to play it with him. I was like, man, I wish this game came out a month earlier. And, he, and then he DM'd me a code for it. So super nice guy. You should go Dang. support those guys. Uh, play IDARP. If you didn't get it, if you didn't get it for free with games with gold, you should you should buy it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's essentially just like a weird soccer kind of game. I don't. It's a weird game. It's a Totally made up game, uh, sports game, but it it works really well. There's like you can incorporate Twitter with it, 
um, to where people are tweeting at you and it affects the gameplay. Um, it's a cool game. Go play it. I've been playing uh, Sparkade, which is like a mobile app, a new company by the guy, by Greg Canessa, I think, who made Xbox Live. He like invented Xbox Live. He's got a, a thing called Sparkade, which is essentially all these older games like Tetris, um, Pac-Man, uh, Scrabble, and you play for, the point is to play for real money. Um, I deposited like 10 bucks in my, in my personal account. And, uh, so I decided to try, try my luck and I still have money in the game. I haven't wasted it all. There's been times where I had like 86 cents left. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get a win and I get a win. Um, and I was foolish and played like a $5 match against Greg Miller. Cause he's like, just takes random people's requests and he beat me by 700 points. And he got like 10 bucks. Mm. I got like 13 cents. It was sad. Uh, but that game is addicting. You have to be careful. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to do that if you're easily, uh, subjected to mobile purchases. Uh, you gotta be weary with that stuff, but that's fun. It's just like Tetris blast is like a, it's Tetris, but I think it's the best Tetris I've played on mobile. Uh, it's kind of automated in a sense, like your, your rotations, you kind of just move the Tetris piece. And it naturally turns depending on where it is at. I know uh, some people don't like that. They wish they could just like spin the piece however they yeah, want. Yeah, it sounds like cheating. Eh, it, it works for mobile. I think it's the only way you can do it on mobile for it to be good. Um, but so, and then I also booted up Tetris Ultimate on the PS4 because I want to play that at Extra Life. Um, and that game has a weird soundtrack, very dark and just creepy almost. Uh, I've been playing that. I've been I've diving into Gears of War four. I'll have more on that next week. I am, uh, I think I'm almost done with the first act of that game. That it, really cool beginning. I I think um, I'm at the part where people kind of say it starts to slug a little, where they try to incorporate horde mode in the campaign. So far, I've enjoyed it because I haven't really gotten a taste of horde mode yet. Besides this, um, but overall, just enjoying everything I've been playing. Do you guys have anything else before we get out of here? Before we talk about our weekly recommendations. Man, um, I want to give a quick. No. We good? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna give a quick shout out to Jeff Force Gemini, just cause. Shout out to Jeff I've been playing Force that game Gemini. a lot. I've been playing that game a lot, and let me tell you, that is an amazing game that everybody should play at some point in their life. Get it? Rare replay, Xbox One. Rare replay, also an amazing. I can't believe that thing exists. It's a great Rare game. Rare replay is crazy. It's awesome. Like I know it came out forever ago, but like man, that's the thing that happened, and that thing is. It's crazy that that thing happened for like what sixty dollars. You can get sixty, you can get thirty, 30 games for sixty dollars. Thirty, thirty dollars. Yeah, like when it re- originally released. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yep. I don't. I, I, I refuse to believe that. I'm. I'm searching this right now. You can go ahead and pull if you want to. I'm searching this. I got it for seventeen dollars on Amazon the other day. So you know, pretty awesome. Um, Brandon, what sorry. is your weekly recommendation? Uh, with Hall- Halloween right around the corner, um, and most people that listen to the podcast know that I'm I'm very interested in um, like uh, special effects, makeup special effects, and, yeah, and monster generated special effects. Um, I would like to recommend a YouTube channel called uh, Freakmo. Freakmo. Um, Freakmo. That's my safe word. Freakmo. Um. It's it's a girl Kiana. I think her name's Kiana Jones. Um, she does amazing uh, makeup special effects. 
Um, it's not for the faint of heart. So even though it's special effects, if you're squeamish at all, I don't really recommend that you check it out. But <laughs> otherwise, if you're into that sort of thing and you like horror movies or just like um, artistic makeup special effects, then um, check it out. She's pretty awesome. Nice. Ian, what are your weekly recommendations? Uh, I recommend that if you have a 3DS to pick up the Pokemon Sun and Moon demo. And done. if you have some time, then go check out the new articles I've been writing on OKBeast.com. I've been trying to write at least once a day for the past awesome. couple days. Yeah. Awesome. Go check those out. Blessing, what is your weekly recommendation or recommendation? Uh, first of all, I want to say that you're right about Rare Replay's price. Um, and $30. so that is crazy. Uh, that is the craziest thing that's ever happened in the world. It's, it's been confirmed. Also, mm-hmm. I want to recommend one, I want to recommend Ian's writing. Definitely check that out on OK Beast. Um, also, I want to recommend Snowman Gaming. I saw literally only one of his videos, but it was in my recommend, recommended videos because it was on Donkey Kong 64. And he, he made a video about the flaws of Donkey Kong 64 and he I think he described them better than I've heard anybody else describe the flaws of Donkey Kong 64. Um if you don't know Donkey Kong 64 is a game that I really like and I I'll never get tired of saying the words Donkey Kong 64. And so uh check out Snowman Gaming and check out that video if you want to learn more about Donkey Kong 64. Uh and that's about it for me. Cool. My weekly recommendation uh as a listener of the show, he actually tweeted us during the show with a funny tweet, go to the Pixels Radio account on twitter for that retweet it was funny uh it was about like our funeral song choices um his name's christian puente pixel brave is kind of like his public alias um he's got a new show that just came out called after the credits uh, and he just kind of uh discusses the whole show is based on that moment after the credits of a movie where you're like outside discussing the movie what you loved what you hated with your friends so if you like this podcast for like the video game talk uh, go check out Pixel Brave's new video, new series called After the Credits. Kind of the same, some way way shorter, <laughs> uh, but a similar thing for movies. Um, and he's an incredible uh, cinematographer. I, I think he's, I love all of his work, all the shots he gets. I, I think they're really good. He edits them well, very well together. So I'm excited for his new show. Go check that out. Twitter. You can find Ian on Twitter. At Ian, why not? You can find Blessing at Blessing Junior. Brandon is at digital underscore visions. And I'm at it's Van Aken, I T S V A N A K E N. You can follow both shows. OK Beast is at OK Beast now. Pixel Pulse Radio is at Pixel Pulse Radio. Don't forget to review and subscribe to both shows on iTunes, Google Play whatever your podcast application of choice is. Those help our shows climb the ranks, help us get new, help us build our audiences, grab new listeners. If you want both shows to pop up in your feed whenever they go live, then subscribe to us on those channels as well. And then you don't have to worry about when the shows come out. If you download it or not, they will automatically come to your phone when they are ready. And with that, we thank you. Say bye to the people, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye to the people, everybody.